0: HP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.
1: Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week uh, is a local special guest to me. He's a longtime friend, uh, golf confidant, if you will. His name's Ken Miller. Uh, he's a golf raider. And just an all around, ridiculously good human being. Uh, he refuses to join back in my golf course. He's a former member, but uh, <laughs> wow. it hasn't stopped him from playing almost as much as I do there. So either way, Ken, I am so glad we could do this, man. Welcome.
0: Uh, thanks for having me, man. You're gonna charge me the guest fee that I have to pay when I play golf with you as well, or uh, you've never. Out?
1: You've never paid for a lesson, so I don't expect you to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never paid for a lesson from anyone,
0: and it's clear from my one my handicap and two what well, my swings look at it after a certain point. But uh, you know, it, it's funny. I said to my wife one day, "I must be a pretty good person because I'm a lousy golfer, but people continue to invite me out to play with them." So uh,
1: I think it's because you're a sharp dresser. That's the real story.
0: Well, yeah, it was it like, look, look the part for the job that you want and not the one that you have. I have a pair of those blue and white uh, Billy Horschel uh, foot joys, and I, I always feel a little bit better when I wear them, but I don't play any better. But yeah, it, so
1: it, it's all about. You're already on like line eight of my topics for the night, so we're, we're going to get back to that for sure. Okay, get, get, to, get it on track. Because it, we have to discuss it at some point. But I, I want to start today just because there are repeat listeners and folks who like to get a bit of a pulse on who's joined on the show. Long story short, Ken and I have known each other for probably over a decade now. Uh, he mm-hmm. was a former member of my golf course, but he also uh, is a golf course Raider, which means he has exposure to some absolutely spectacular golf courses around the nation. Um, it It's opened my ability to go and play some courses I would not normally expect to get on. It's been a while since we've done that, so maybe the little bit of heckling today will uh, will open the door a <laughs> bit wider. But uh, either way, it's provided me with not only a great friendship, but some truly memorable moments between you, myself, your son, uh, Julian, who's who's kind of grown up in front of me, but mostly you. <laughs> You've seen it more than I have. Uh, <laughs> but But long story short, I thought it'd be a great a great opportunity to get you on so you could talk a little bit about your experiences with the game uh, and and we can kind of connect the dots between the two of us. So let me just kick it off by asking you, since we never really talked about it, we, we've talked about a lot of things, but I want to know your origins in the actual game of golf and and how long you've had a passion for it. So, you know, it, it, it's funny.
0: I remember uh, my dad playing golf as I when I was, uh, uh, you know, my early 20s and um, then, you know, playing a little bit with my buddies. But then it was, you know, as I I said before, it was it was more of a a, uh, budding PGA professional in the Connecticut section. Uh, I did meet his son a few uh, several weeks later, uh, who has now become one of my uh, lifelong best friends. And um, we've played uh, just hundreds of rounds of golf together in all sorts of unique places. Um, but uh, John has been uh, published and uh, he's the only person who I know who has actually played Augusta National. And not only did he play, but he played it with Arnold Palmer uh, as a result of uh, winning uh, a contest as the, uh, one of the uh, Palmer employees uh, years ago as well. Uh, but that was when I started to play golf and, and take a bit more serious approach to the game. That is learning how to play, learning how to putt and and why uh, I might choose different shots and that sort of thing and trying to learn how to play and play in different courses. And there's one thing I always wanted to do, Danny, was, if nothing else, just be able to maintain a sense of respectability when playing. Play anywhere with anyone and do it reasonably well. Um, Unlike you, I don't have the skill set to – you know, work to become a club champion or play in a U.S. amateur that that's on television now out of Cherry Hills. Uh, but when I did play Cherry Hills, I did play with a sense of respectability and had a great time. So that's kind of how I started and how I started playing with a little more focus. Um, and then, you know, when my son started playing, you know, you you and Julian and I've been lucky to play together and play a fair number of courses. And, um, I was lucky to be able to share uh, instruction with him and share some folks to help him get started in a different path than I did. And um, and that's why he's now a a three and I'm still a 13. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the great things about golf is this, you know, a 13, I can play with you, you know, so a 13 can play with a two can play with a three and a, and a 23 and we can all have a good time, you know, as long as we're all uh, going in the right direction and doing the right things. And so many other sports, you don't have that opportunity and with golf, we can. Um, and that's one of the things I really, really love about the game, not to mention the, the places that we can go and do it. I mean, you look at something like St. Andrews, man, that was what built in the 1500s and we can go and use it today for the purpose which it was designed then, I mean, 500 years ago. That just doesn't happen with anything else that I know, um, but it does with golf.
1: Yeah, I, I think one of the things I love the most about you is that you are truly a steward of the game. You are deeply invested in knowing golf, playing golf, experiencing golf, uh, and celebrating it for everything that it is. I, I, there's something you say before every round of golf I've probably ever played with you. Uh, and I'm sure you'll be happy to repeat it for us all now. I'd love to know why is it like that? Why is it like that for you? And is, is that a limiter or a definer of your perspective of the game? Uh,
0: it, so the, the expression is play well and have fun. Um, I was honored to see it uh, in in, in uh, engraved on the side of uh, one of my son's uh, golf bags that he just purchased uh, recently. Um, I it, think it, for me, it just speaks to the people because, you know, it, it occurred to me uh, actually early this year that one of the, one of the things about uh, uh, golfers in general and people that are around the game is for the most part, we're reasonably decent people, reasonably decent folks. You know, we have pretty good conversations. We respect the environment we're in. And, you know, when I think about uh, take spending those four hours uh, or sometimes six <laughs> with someone, <laughs> uh, you know, with a group of people, the, that expression of, you know, play well. You know, that's, that's why we're here. Let's have a little bit of focus and let's have fun in the process. And, you know, that's one of the ways, obviously, that golf, in my mind, emulates life. Uh, we want to play well in this life, but we also want to enjoy the process. And, um, and so it's just one of the things that just it, that when I put put a peg in the ground and the first tee comes to mind and often uh, comes out of my, uh, out of my mouth.
1: Yeah. I, I love it because it really sets the tone for the day. Not that uh, there are too many rounds that we've played where it's been anything other than that. It hasn't been terribly serious. I've never seen you get overly emotional on a golf course, unless it's in a positive way. I mean, we've all had yeah. our moments and and I'm certainly guilty of that as well. But uh, I would say flabbergasted would be far more likely than frustrated or mad out of you, which I think is great. And and one of the things I like about the way you play is you, you play in a way that keeps the ball mostly ahead of you, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's spectacular or okay, It's it's generally in front of you. Uh, Going the right direction, yeah, yeah, which is uh, clearly one of the best ways to play, especially if your goal is for living in the moment and not simply a score that we put down. And 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 I've experienced that many times with you, where we get so lost in our discussions and just experiencing it. I, we played; uh, I remember playing Scioto up in Columbus with you, and being so just completely encapsulated by the experience that that presents this, you know, hundred plus year old golf course that just flat out exists because people have maintained it and respected it for so long. Yeah. yeah and we, right. we now have the thrill to play uh, with the ghosts of former players floating around us. So,
0: yeah. And, and you know, I mean,
1: and, that, and that's case in point. So there, I remember
0: that day, I think it was back and I think it was my birthday and uh, she's what, like five, eight, eight, actually eight, maybe eight, nine years ago. Uh, and there we were playing uh, with my son and, uh, and and our friend Andy. Um, and you know, I mean, we're, we're playing a golf course that held a PGA Championship ten years before I was born. And you know, it was a beautiful day in November, and we're you know walking those fairways. <laughs> It, that's a gas. I mean, you yeah. just can't. <laughs> that, man, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I remember a photo of that day and the, you know, the, the American flag was waving in the background. And, you know, my son is uh, extended and watching a t-ball fly in front of him. And he was, I don't know, all of like, like five feet tall. Um, and now he works there as a caddy and uh, plays there two or three times a week. I'm jealous. Um, And it's an incredible uh, golf course just recently uh, uh, restored by uh, Andy, um, I'm blanking on his last name, uh, um, who who also just restored
1: uh, the uh, Rochester Country Club. I just had a conversation about this this weekend and I can't believe I'm, I'm blanking on it as well. Yeah. You know, I lo- I liked your son a lot more back then because he was a lot easier to outdrive drive and easier to beat. So. <laughs> hey, you know what? He said to me one day that, uh, said, you know, I remember dad when I would play with
0: Mr. Edwards, that was back when he called you Mr. Edwards. And, uh, I always thought, man, I'd love to be able to hit the golf ball that far. And he said, well, you know, today when we played and when I hit it past him a few times, it, Felt pretty good to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was the feeling was not mutual at all. For yeah, right, right. There's there's a small sense of pride with just complete <laughs> and utter disdain. Yeah, it, it. is. It so. is uh, <laughs> but uh, is one example. I mean, there are so many great courses in this region that we've experienced together. Like uh, Makatiwa. it's one of the older courses here in Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. NCR up in uh, Dayton. All these courses that have like you look at the scorecard and and you think to yourself, no way that that happened there that that happened there yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very cool piece uh yeah. to the puzzle and, and what i think i love about your perspective on everything is you typically search out that kind of thing that like that's a thrill for you right
0: oh totally i mean you know i think about like uh, you know and we look back to ncr and that you know ray floyd won a, a pga championship there and you know when i was nine years old and again there we are you know walking those fairways and Trying to hit very similar shots, um, In the same way, you know at, at one point I was a little bit geekier than I am now about the game and was a member of the Donald Ross Society. <laughs> it was it was fascinating. Uh, I mean, you know, playing uh, you know the uh, uh, Pinehurst and then uh, uh mid pine and then driving a cart right across the street to pine needles and eating a cheeseburger in the cart you know, while, while while buzzing across the street and uh had they went to a cocktail party and in, in, in the house that Donald Ross and his wife lived in uh while he was there working on uh the the Pinehurst Golf Clubs um it's it it's yeah, it's it's a step back in time where, you know, quite frankly, as a, as a black person, my, my only role on a golf course would I have been working in the kitchen or carrying a bag. Um, but to go and play now and play in some of those clubs is and some of those environments, uh, I, I try some of those very same shots. It, it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's a giggle. And then when you take that walk with people that you're engaged with at the time and engaged with in, in life, um, doing it with my son, as I'm sure you have, and you know, will experience with you know with your boy. It's it, there's not a lot that's like that. You know, I went to the uh, tennis tournament last night here in Cincinnati, and uh, you know, I watched Alcaraz play tennis for a little while. And I don't know if you would call what he was doing tennis, man. I mean, it was just it was. I've never seen anything like that. Blistering shots, backhands, forehands. I mean, spinning back—it was just—it was amazing. It was mind-boggling to watch, and you know, for anyone to play tennis with him, it's probably not really enjoyable. I mean, it's like you know, you get beaten up, and you know, we can go and walk in the same footsteps in the same environment as some of those uh, great, great golf golfers in history. But you take it a step further. Some of the great designers, like Donald Ross, um, you know what. Was he thinking when he designed part of uh, of a mid pine or pine needles and then walking it today and experiencing that you know the routing which is flawless there you know you leave a green and a tea boxes right there and he thought that out with 19 sheets of paper and a couple of pencils and a few erasers uh, and, and maybe a little, uh, a little irish whiskey but man to put that in his head and get it out onto the ground and you remember back then, you know, like uh, they they didn't have the uh, the luxury of CADs, obviously, but they also didn't have the luxury of uh, of functioning steam shovels. I mean, they had a lot of work to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the idea that they were using uh, uh, things other than massive bulldozers to yeah. manipulate the ground that exists, and 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 we see really curious design features. Uh, from a guy who i love is arnold palmer and and he has uh put moguls in in very unique places in both the palmer courses up here in cincinnati tpc and and the one we've played the most together which would be the oasis but it's very clearly intended to say hey if you hit a great shot here's your opportunity but you better hope you hit it on the right part of this mogul (laughs) because if you don't (laughs) And you don't lay up and respect my golf hole, you might have some challenge hitting into the green. so like those those really subtle features are the things that get me excited. Uh, but I, but I would love to know because you've had such a a long list of courses under your belt and you are fairly familiar so far as I know with the design features that exist, is there are there a couple does the course designers that you really tend to lean towards or dislike or love? Ooh.
0: Uh, I know I, it's on the
1: spot for, yeah, for everybody, yeah, everyone uh, out there is a hundred percent on the spot.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll, be in entirely transparent. Yes. Um, I, I'm very fond of uh, uh, some of the work done by, um, you know, CB McDonald and, um, uh, and, and then Seth Rayner to follow, because that's why I started playing golf in New Haven, Connecticut. The, the Yale golf club is, you know, your listeners probably know was, uh, C.B. McDonald design and he passed during construction and Rayner finished it. And when you see a Seth Rayner golf course, not unlike a Donald Ross golf course, you can often stand at a first tee or a, a second tee and look at the golf course and say, if this is not a Rainer design, it is, it is a copycat of such. Um, how they were able to think through and look at the making golf a challenge but making it enjoyable making it fair and making it so that you're, you're penalized if you hit it poorly uh and again to do that with you know 18 sheets of paper for the holes and then one master design it was it was it was damn creative of those guys so I really dig uh a, a Rainer um uh house with with, with with some of the uh the, the funky little uh, greens grains that are like a giant potato chip um are just an absolute gas and so I, I i grew up in new england and then lived in the chicago area for a while and when you look at the development of golf in the States, golf courses in the united states you know a lot was done in, in new england and then obviously in you know the, the the carolinas and florida following uh you know the investment opportunities or investment money and uh the uh and then followed the railroads as the railroads went uh went west uh so we're able to live and see a lot of great golf i mean from uh camargo uh, by rainer um here in uh uh here in Chicago, here in uh, cincinnati uh shinnecock uh in um in new york um augusta country club um it, just a, a lot of great opportunities uh, to look at the work that he did and how it still lives today. And, you know, it, it, it's funny when I look at a, a golf course, uh, two things come to mind. Everything there should be there for a reason. And if it doesn't have a reason, it shouldn't be there. And secondly, it's like a giant plant. And I have a little garden out in my backyard. And I gotta tell you, I worked my took us off to get those tomatoes to grow and to feed them <laughs> and to trim and cut and all that jazz, man, I could not imagine the work that goes into uh, you know some of the the great golf courses that we're able to visit and play and 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 just just see uh, for hundreds of years um, and and are still in impeccable condition today. Uh, so, so
1: tell me. I know you sort of bounced away from it. Are are you unwilling to, and I will give you an out if you say no to this, are you unwilling to state a specific designer you're not particularly fond of? I, I, did, I did bounce away from that. You noticed that, huh? Okay. So I will give you a scapegoat if you don't want to answer that. Is there a certain course feature or two that you think is a cheap way to make a challenge? And yes, I'll yes, preface I this do. by saying that Turtleback Greens or like a one in 2023 for me.
0: <laughs> so you know, you know, it's funny. I, play, I played the Augusta Country Club, and the uh, I, I did have a chance to see the uh, replica of the the, the uh, drawings. And on the back of one, uh, I think uh, it was uh, I think I think it may have been 16 or 17, and the note said, "Make this a bowl." And it, it was not an inverted bowl, but an actual bowl. And I remember standing in that, in the middle of that green and looking around. I thought, man, I feel like I'm in a bowl. And then you'd see the notes and afterwards, and there you are. Um, that, again, I think is clever. What I don't like is like my view of restaurants. I don't like to go into a restaurant and have someone serve something that I can make better. I'm not a trained chef. I like to cook. I love to eat. If someone does it for a living, I think they should make it a little better than I could if I were just going at it. So when I think of course design, I don't want to see just, you know, straight out, you know, two giant bunkers and a green, you know, with a slope from back to front 18 times. I don't want to go to four par threes and hit the same club, the same shot, same distance from the same tee four times. Uh, I don't want to look at the par fives and not be able to distinguish one from another. Uh, when I look at, uh, yeah, to be perfectly frank, the, the, the work that Alistair McKenzie did uh, at the uh, Ohio State Golf Club was perfect. It was a great work of art. It was perfect. And our local, uh, our local guy, uh, he got his hands on it because, you know, he was able to. And he was, a, hey, one of the greatest players to ever play the game, no doubt. As debatable. Course, yeah, yeah, well, one of one of that's that's not, that's not debatable. Like, yeah, one-on. yeah. But uh, his design work—it doesn't really. You know, I don't get excited when I see you know a, a Nicholas design.
1: So, uh isn't that a big reason why Sciota ended up with a uh, significant remodel? Is because there was a, not a lot of differentiation between the holes. Wasn't that the primary? logic around making the adjustments i'm not
0: speaking out of turn but um while playing it and then on a couple of visits visits afterward the sense that i got was that the membership wanted something um consistent with the original design and there was an enormous amount of work and effort that went into the research on what the golf course was bringing it back to that um and they wanted something that was became, that was a little more playable, a little more enjoyable. Uh, I think the golf course may have gotten away from that over the years in moving tee boxes, uh, not just distance because it's landlocked, but man, they utilize angles uh, in, in incredibly well and utilize the undulations that they have in that piece of property really well to uh, create a, a great golf experience. And I. I played it before the uh, renovations and played it afterwards and um it's 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 very special and, and you, you know they're going to have a, a senior open there and if i'm not mistaken it is the first year that uh uh young uh, tiger woods becomes eligible to play in the senior tour so hopefully he'll uh, he'll be there and will bless us with the uh with his presence
1: yeah yeah. It, it makes me think of a a, a question because we, we keep referring back to a lot of these yesteryear designs and and it not to discount your play, but you're not a particularly long ball hitter. I don't think you've ever yeah. suggested you are, but uh, I think it opens the door a little bit better to say that most golf courses are are well within your means to play at a, a reasonable distance, yeah. uh, but never feel like you're overpowering them. so. My question to that regard, and, and I'll relate it to a couple local spots, uh, I played Clovernook uh, in Cincinnati, which is a fairly old golf course, and it's very shapy left to right. Uh, nothing is – you can't really overpower it on a lot of holes because you'll go through the fairway and into trouble. Uh, unfortunately, it made the scramble a whole lot less fun when I wasn't shaping the ball. But my, my question and and, and follow-up to that would be, Now, now that you've seen so many different golf courses, uh, I guess it's really twofold. Have you found yourself being more compassionate about the older designs like that, or do you find a lot of the newer designs to be of equal quality and experience?
0: Some of the newer designs are absolutely of equal quality and experience. And I tell you, one was just recently, uh, Aaron Hills in, uh, uh, yeah, you heard that uh, flex everyone. Uh, I was at and, home,
1: he went uh he showed me a picture, I think. It was great. Yeah, it's please, it's Please continue. It, it, <laughs> it,
0: it, it is virtually perfect. I mean, uh now interestingly enough that that, that is one of a few golf clubs that I've played where if you removed the flags, someone that's not a golfer might not even know it's a golf course. Um and when the designers came in to uh, to get to work, they didn't have to move a lot of dirt. Uh, that you know says that you know don't want to go too far down a spiritual end, but you know God kind of created that golf course. Uh, actually, the, the glacial work that went uh, glaciers that went through that area, as I understand, are what created some a, a lot of the mounds and uh, hills that exist in the property, and they just leveraged that opportunity to create the golf course. And man, it's, it's impeccable, uh, new design, but you know, here again, a, uh, I played with, uh, two, uh, single digit handicappers myself and a high handicapper. Uh, and we were all able to have a great time given not just different length of tee boxes or holes, but different angles and that created different opportunities for the experience for all of us i think to have, have a real 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 gas of time new design uh, some of the work that michael strands did i mean look at like tobacco road i don't know if you, any of you listeners have played there but people in my experience when i listen they'd love it or hate it and i
1: know why they hmm. hate it because they get in one of those bunkers and can't get out <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't get out don't want to get out i mean yeah. it, it's you know, it's a gas, man. It just uh, you know, <laughs> it, it it you know, there's so many things that happen to the golf ball on the ground at uh, you know at a at a golf design like that that I, I think really enhance the experience. You know, from again going back, you know, from the 1500s to 10 years ago, you know, great great examples of you know old courses versus the the newer designs that have, that have done incredible things, and then you know. We played um, uh, whistling straights uh, while in in Wisconsin as well. And obviously, Di's efforts there were to take that piece of property and make it look as though it's been there forever. And he did. Um, and it's hard. I mean, you can hit a perfectly good shot exactly where you think you want to hit it and just get a little funky bounce. and now you're standing, you know on you know one knee and one foot and, trying to you know and you're 180 yards out uh it's it, it's really really challenging but a beautiful place so and
1: probably in a few of those dustin John, johnson bunkers up there yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> did did go and stand in that <laughs> bunker absolutely <go> all, wow, <laughs> a bunker just, it's just oh, a another ish. lot of yeah. sand out there in that place it's amazing
1: so uh, it's funny you, you mentioned that the intent of each designer um I, i've tried to improve my knowledge base on course design but because I have such repetition on one golf course, I, I tend to let it fall behind a bit. Uh, I, I'd love to improve on that, but uh, I, I've never really stepped into that that new realm other than just to appreciate what I get to play when I do. There, there was a set of courses I played down in Florida, and maybe you've played them. It's called Reunion. Uh, so there's a Nicholas, a Palmer, and a Watson course uh, all on wow. property, and it gives you a chance to play all three. And and I remember collectively, no one liked the Nicholas, which I thrived on, frankly. Uh, everyone loved the Palmer, and then and then I we all had a few pops one night, and all agreed that Watson got drunk one night and and got the keys to a bulldozer and created his golf course. It, it's it's just interesting how in, in, intentional or unintentional it is the way these courses present themselves, but uh, but also there's a very clear intent to do certain things. Based on uh, what each what each designer prefers, I didn't know about that about uh, about Whistling Straits. That's really interesting.
0: It is, you know, and and so when uh, Herb Kohler and uh, uh, Pete Dye started working on that property. He it, it was when Kohler bought it. It was a flat um, a burial ground for heavy equipment, and and after before that, it was a military, uh, I think, an Air Force. Uh, facility that they use to fly in and out of, or something of the sort. Um, but man, it, it's, it's just, it's tremendous the way almost every hole, it just looks straight out into the lake. And as a result, it's impacted by the the wind of the lake as, as it comes in. and um, it, it looks like you're hitting into a vast abyss. Uh, and, you know, you have to one control your emotions uh, because it's going to get you, and it's going to get you. Just a question of when, and it did every single one of us. You know, when I when we played it, but it's a question of how you handle it, and you know what you get back. Um, and the the conversation that I understand those two men had about what they wanted to create there, what they wanted to to, to look like and feel like, uh, which is you know the old course essentially. Um, they were able to recreate that. I did hear a story, uh, I don't know how true it is, from uh,
1: (laughs) I love those stories. Yeah,
0: that's right, that's right. right. It was on the golf course from two different caddies at Whistling Straits that, uh, as you know, Herb Kohler has a uh, a giant flock of uh, small sheep, uh, one that he was given, uh, and he lets them out, and they roam the golf course, and then they ring the dinner bell, and they go back to the barn. Uh, The flock he was given... Uh, he and Pete Dye were all walking the property, and Pete Dye's dog got a little wanky and found the sheep and just chased them, and they literally ran off of a cliff. <laughs> a majority <laughs> of them ran off. The cliff. <laughs> and I did hear that on two different occasions from two different people. Um, but the, you know that the, the fact that he has sheep roaming the property, uh, and when you look at it, it is difficult to tell if that was there. 200 years ago or if it was just built as it was Um, but just a miraculous uh, piece of property what it turned into a miraculous piece of property new design Aaron Hills again I think God made it a great piece of property and someone decided to put a golf course there Um, there's one in uh, just outside of Hilton Head um, Chessie Creek Um, and again some of you you know listeners may have uh, had the chance to play there again, if you remove the, 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 the flags, you wouldn't know it's a golf course. If you, you look at the clubhouse, you wouldn't, it looks like someone's home. I mean, it's, it's smaller than my, much smaller than my house, one level of my house here. And uh, it's just a little old wooden shack in the middle of the woods. And uh, there's, I think maybe I only saw two golf course, golf carts when I was on the property and they were just shuttling people from the parking lot to the, uh, to the to the main building, and other than that, you're walking, carrying your bag, or you got a guy in a white jumpsuit dragging it around for you. Um, so, you know, so, so there are some great new designs out there. It's just a question of uh, you know whether you want the, the 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 Watson bulldozer approach or the uh, straightforward Mother Nature made
1: it and put some flags in the ground. I'd like to watch Watson on a bulldozer. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things I've always been curious about, uh, you you have a golf bag with a finite number of items that can exist from different courses, but you've seen so many of them that uh, there's no doubt that each time you walk through a pro shop, and and I know you do this because it's a part of the the rating system, but you engage with the people on property, you review Mm -hmm. the quality of the, the food, the pro shop, uh, the facilities just in general so I, I would imagine it's a challenge each time you go through a new place not to pick something up right whether it's a shirt a head cover a hat right a, yeah, a it is. Uh, yeah you know back when i played a fair bit more elsewhere i kept picking things so like one it was i'll get a ball marker and then i had a whole damn thing of ball markers and it's like a Oh, get like uh, you know something else, and it just it kept adding up to the point where I was like, I'm never going to be able to continue this. So for you, being that you've experienced far more than I have, what's that like going through there? Do you feel like you should be buying something, or do you buy something each time you go somewhere?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I went through the stint of buying uh, you know, a ball with uh, you know, the logo ball at at some places, and I have uh, three racks in this room with you know golf balls on them from. You know to my right are some of my most favorites and um then there's a whole bunch of them out there and, um you know you, you can only buy so many shirts and so many caps and that sort of thing um and you know that it, it's gotten to a point quite frankly for me to do something like that now it's not just the golf course experience but it's what happened that day at that golf course that i play? with someone unique or someone special or have some special experience that went on there uh, that would cause me to, to buy something different. Um, you know, I have a couple of head covers. Um, one thing I typically will not do is wear or carry anything that uh, is not is somewhere that I have not played. Uh, I visited a few golf courses, I mean, that I haven't played and I did not get anything uh, and probably would not. It's just, a, I don't know, my own little quirkiness there
1: so that was my, gonna be my second question there was one time i played a golf course and, and i already mentioned turtlebacks and it's clearly emotionally impacted me because i'll bring it up again I, I went to this golf course and this was during my buy a ball marker at every place you possibly can and i bought it before we played the round and then i played on 18 turtleback greens that were rolling at about a 12 and <laughs> as like i think i was like a plus one or two at the time And i couldn't get anything to stick anywhere close to the hole and i was ready to fight someone not that sounds terrible but it's true so i get this ball marker and i'm staring at it and and this is during one of my trips down to myrtle with the boys uh, my dad and his buddies so we're we're uh, playing all these courses some of them are okay some of them are terrible some of them are awesome uh so i'm picking up these ball markers and i've got a number of them lined up on the table and it got to the point where, like, I can't even look at this damn ball marker right now. I'm so mad. So <laughs> it sounds so emotional, but it was. So I was going to ask you: is Is it typical for you to play the round uh, and then go and check things out, or is it? Do you check things out, then play the round, then come back in for sort of a follow up, and at that point make your decision?
0: So a couple of things go on. One, if I know that a um, uh, the head professional has a, a part ownership in the the shop or gets a piece of something okay. that puts in the shop in that instance I will always buy something uh just supporting another you know another player um or you know supporting an individual as opposed to just you know the the conglomerate if you will um but uh, you know obviously i'm always in the shop at the beginning uh, not always not we'll see, yeah
1: yeah we've yeah. met you can yeah you're in, in the there I've seen <laughs> that. <I've seen> that <laughs> story. You, yeah
0: I'll catch you later. Yeah, <laughs> um, but typically, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll look at something. It's very rare that I'll buy something beforehand. Okay, um, and you know, I, I may get something afterwards, uh, depending on. Um, again, a lot has to do with the experience. My uh, so, my both my two sons and I, um, we played uh, the uh, Cora Crenshaw in. Um, the Ozarks uh, in the morning, and took a shower and had lunch, and then uh, played uh, Tiger's Course in the afternoon. And uh, at the end of the 36, my, my little body was pretty pretty tired and worn out. Uh, so we had a libation or two, and then uh, ended up in the golf shop. Um, the The pricing of some of the items is what kept me from going nuts and buying a few things, but we did we did buy a few things because, you know. You know, and as I said, and in that instance, there I am with two of my sons and a friend of ours, uh, playing uh, ar- arguably uh, 36 spectacular golf holes. I mean, Johnny Morris of Bass Pro Shops does not uh, does not miss a, an opportunity to create uh, the the environment for you, and man, he did uh and that, and that was not a shameless plug i don't have any investment no
1: no ready. it's fine i'm just i'm checking my phone for the invite i can't i can't seem to find you it yeah You're yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, now the cool the cool <laughs> thing is you can't invite someone to, to join you there and fly them in the airport is 12 minutes from the first tee oh no exactly. who the fuck it um but you know so so in that instance yeah, gotta buy a little something. Now okay. I tell you what's really cool is, uh, again, playing Aaron Hills a few weeks ago with uh, with my son Julian. And I'm, I'm uh, on the practice tee warming up and you know chatting up with my caddy, trying to get him to know me a little bit and me to know him, so we can you know have enjoy the next couple of hours together. And my son walks up with a bag from the pro shops. So, hey, Dad, you know we've had a great couple of days. Just wanted to get you a little something. And he bought me this spectacular, uh, you know, uh, golf shirt. It's yeah, you know, or or to buy something for a friend and you know, bring yeah, it is 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 a real gas and share that way.
1: So the reason why I asked that, just overall, other than the fact that uh, I get very pro shoppy when I go play somewhere I like, is that you actually have and have played uh, with a Valhalla head cover on your bag for some time, and that's actually one of my favorite memories with you is going down and playing there. Okay. Uh, it, it was a beautiful morning. Uh, it was actually overcast, if you remember, and for some reason, I, I really like playing golf when it's overcast because it, it just feels almost surreal, if you will. The yeah. The colors are very sharp and uh, the world just kind of seems a little bit almost consolidated to that experience, right? Yeah. Um, so the, that that was a very incredible, a great moment for me. Not to mention, do you remember when we played there?
0: I, I absolutely do. I, okay. I- so, yes, yes. so I'm going to
1: tell a little story just to make myself sound stupid. So I, I birdied the first hole, which was amazing. Uh, and then I hit three great shots on the second hole, uh, which is a par, par five. five. Yeah. A, and I birdied that hole and you had got a, a caddy, I think two caddies. Um, and they asked me where I played my college golf. And, and I looked at both of them and I said, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <And> the next <laughs> hole is that par 3 right yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and i hit one just just like i hit a great shot just long of the green i tried to flop one on and i i hit fully underneath the ball <laughs> and i looked at <laughs> both the caddies and i said see you just had to wait <laughs> uh, i i know i broke 80 there but it definitely wasn't uh it definitely wasn't like a oh, okay this guy clearly did not play a college moment <laughs> Right, <laughs> so right. That That's pretty fun. But anyways, th- those are the memories that, that were deeply ingrained into my brain and some of these trips we've taken. Uh, but every time you show up to play golf now, I see that head cover and that floods back to me. So I-, I think as much as it's a racket, there is a very beautiful piece to that adding components of your golf story to your bag or to your closet. I, I think people yeah. sort of undersell that part of the experience, right?
0: It is. Absolutely. I mean, it, 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 brings back those you know memories from some of those times and uh, for, for all of us, you know, and uh, again, and you're able to sometimes share it with other people. Um, and, you know, when I look back at, you know, my experience at Valhalla, I mean, there's, I, I don't think I can ever talk about that golf course and not think of Tiger with, uh, you know, and Bob May on 16 pointing to watch, pointing behind the golf ball as it goes, racing toward the hole to go in. I mean, who the hell does that? And You know, it was nuts. And then there we are playing that hole. Uh, you know, I remember walking that golf course with my son when he was, I well, watched both of my sons when they were really tiny and, uh, you know, had the chance to, you know, walk it with you, but also, um, and I, you know, I remember uh, meeting Jordan Spieth there. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, it's, uh, uh being Tom, Tom Watson, uh, just, blistered like a, 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 I think it was, what is it? Uh, seven, the par three, um, uh, the last par three on, on the front, just blistering a shot right at the hole. Pins, his uh, peg spins backward out of the ground and he looks up at the shot and then turns back to me as he picks it up and says, when it flips back like that, I know it's a good shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we had like 143 on that hole. for the record record, that was years ago you know (laughs) i actually just remembered there was another story from that round uh the the two par fours in the back nine there that have a creek running along one's the Mm -hmm. first one's the right side second one or both on the right side and and i hit a good drive either on the first one the second one and then i hit this pathetically slicey, terrible shot that ended up back on the opposing on the other side. <laughs>
0: you had, you had the option to go all the
1: way around again. <laughs> and, and that wasn't the painful part, Ken. The part that sucked was when the caddy looked at me and said, oh, you're taking the fowler approach to this one because I guess that's what Ricky had done uh, during one of his rounds. I'm like, wow, that's that's very kind of you to just dig deep into my right. there. Right. uh right. Yeah, uh, there are so many things I wanted to talk about and we're like throwing minutes away here just right. enjoying uh just our story. I, I think that's the cool part is we genuinely have a story that we get to tell. Uh I, I'm looking forward to the next one really. It's we, it's been too long since we've experienced something together new. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh you know Julian mentioned that uh you know he still has his membership up at um Ohio State and uh he wants to get out and get us out up there. Um man, that 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 golf course is it just I I think it's incredibly challenging despite what you know what what happened after Nicholas got his hands on it uh, Mackenzie still uh, Mackenzie still rings through and the golf course is an absolute joy and it's right in the middle of the city I mean well not you know the city of Columbus but it's you know right in the middle of a you know a, a busy metropolitan neighborhood it's uh uh you know great opportunity there right down the road so we got to get out and get get that in and uh, Maybe sneak over to Scioto and get that in before the uh, year. yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I, I want to have you if if you enjoyed yourself, and I think people will say they had fun with you. I'd love to have you on again so we can talk more about uh, the different parts of the U.S. and the different kind of golf experiences that you can have. Not oh, to oh yeah,
0: and absolutely, that'd be a I, guess. I, yeah, looking yeah. at like you know some of the desert golf in the winter and yeah, the New England golf and the shorelines yeah. and like that. Yeah, yeah, would be that would be, be a lot of fun.
1: I wanted to chip away at that. Uh I also wanted to talk about your golf style. And the one thing I didn't get to heckle you on is you have like ancient golf clubs in your bag. At, I, and we do. Know-
0: I, I desperately, desperately need in fact. Maybe I can start a GoFundMe through then and, and your listeners can yeah, you know, like like hit the, uh, the pitch yeah. in and Kenny Kenny needs new
1: sticks. Yeah, you you've name dropped far too many this just delightful golf courses to have any sympathy from anyone. So plus you're like an empty nester now. So uh before you go, I want to see if I can challenge you. I I if you don't have it, we'll follow up next time. Do you have a fairly definitive top three or top five list of courses you've played?
0: Yes. Um one obviously would be one would be the old course, just because of the fact that every great golfer in History of the game. Has. Yeah, I don't
1: think anyone needs an explanation there, my friend. my life.
0: I don't get it. It's just a little, a little rock bridge.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I no get one it. asked you.
0: Yeah, right. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> she's not home, and she'll probably not listen to this podcast. On That's yeah. exactly what I said to her. No one asked you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the 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 old course. Um, there's you know Yale. Um, it, it 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 is impeccable design i mean just as i said everything that is there is there for a reason is that um, your I,
1: golf bag yale
0: uh it was one it was, and, okay. Right, yeah okay yeah got you um th- th- those two um man from there just you know there's you let know, me let so me long. limit
1: you is there a uh, if you had to drop everything tomorrow morning and play one golf course in ohio which one is it silo silo
0: absolutely
1: Really, oh yeah. yeah, and that's spoken from a man who's played it all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, do you have any questions yeah. for me today? Yeah, how did I end up here, man? And you—you must have
0: been like scraping. You, you no, know, you couldn't get like anyone else. It was like you're going to the bottom of the barrel, and you, you grabbed me. It's like I, I mean, said. To, like, I said to earlier. I told you that my wife. As I told my wife, I, I, I must be a, a, a decent person because I'm a horrible golfer, but people continue to invite me out to play. So. <laughs> Uh, thanks for letting me hang out here with you. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, just as you described, like like we were just sitting at the um, uh, we were sitting at the oasis. Was it last week? Uh, after we, I begged to get us off the golf course in the lightning. Yeah, I don't remember lightning. that. I, don't yeah, remember I, remember <laughs> I was playing good, man. It was. Yeah, it, you were. And on the yeah. third hole, if you remember, I picked up my coin and said, "I'm going in."
1: Yeah, I do and, remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you and uh Pirate and uh, Keith looked <laughs> at me and said, It'll be okay. Trust me. I'm like,
1: no. yeah. I think Pirate would make an interesting podcast guest. I think he so. would. He would, absolutely. Um uh, yeah, we, we need to re-up on that one. And um yeah. I, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're kind today. There could have been a thousand questions to ask, and instead you just you know, shove lightning in my face. It scared me too, for the record. When I when I got to the end of my backswing and the lightning struck. Yeah. And then got to the back of my putt and the lightning yeah. struck. I'm like, okay, I yeah. get it. It's yeah. fine. Uh either way, Ken Miller, you are a legend. You've been an incredibly good friend of mine for a long time. Uh, I think we need to hang out more. Uh it's been my privilege to know you and, and hear your stories. It's fun to share you a little bit with with everyone. And we will have a conversation on THB uh, an opportunity. If you guys are interested in hearing some more of Ken's stories as he travels around the U S and plays golf courses that a lot of us would not normally even think to try and get on. Um, we'll definitely have him back on to hear more of those stories. He's also a bit of a, uh, a fancy he he likes to dress up last okay. time. I'm at a, at the grocery store. I believe I was in sweatpants and a t-shirt and he was all decked out in uh suit pants. And I think a, a, a fancy Aaron Hills shirt. So yeah, he's just, he's that kind of guy. He's the guy you want to know. And uh, Kenny, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, man.
0: Come on, baby. It's always a pleasure,
1: man. You know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I hope we do it again soon. I'd I, I love the opportunity. That's
1: great. Absolutely. Hey, everyone out there, if you are playing golf this weekend, have a great time. Make it count. Find people you enjoy playing the game with, even if you're playing like absolute dog shit, because that's what Ken and I do. <laughs> <laughs> if, if nothing else, there's alcohol. There you go. And enjoy up. your week. Make a count. I'll see you guys next week for another new episode. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network,
0: your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.